praise God. Today, I want us to, I just want to, you know, enlighten us in some areas, you know. There are, there were some things that the Lord was pointing my attention to, but I was just asking the Lord, you know, yesterday that what should we be talking about today for the service? And the Lord said to me, he said, focus and distractions. Focus and distractions. And um, at this moment, you might be you may be thinking why such why such a direction in terms of the message. But then when I began to think about it, I realized that you know we are we are rounding off 2022 and we're about to enter into 2023. You know, like I always say, it's not that the year coming into a new year doesn't mean that the year has something to give to you. But you are bringing something into that year by the grace and glory and favor of God. So the, 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 there is, and that's why it's so important to enter the year, you know, in the presence of God. Because the year doesn't bring anything to you. You know, I want you to realize that. I want you to, to actually understand that. I know over the years, maybe you have heard or thought that, oh, the new year always brings something. No, the year doesn't have the capacity to bring something to you, something good to you. But you are the one who brings something into the year for yourself. So it is important for us to begin to think and talk in the, in the aspect of focus and distraction. Because most times, God can bless you. And like I always told you, if you, if you have been uh, an ardent listener of our messages, you would have heard me say this several times. When God blesses a man, he gives him instruction. And when God instructs a man, he has definitely blessed him. I'll say that again. When God blesses a man, he has given him instruction. And when God gives a man instruction, he has definitely blessed him. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says we are children of instructions. So that God blessed you doesn't mean that you will function in the blessing. But there are routines, there are instructions. God's blessings always comes with an instruction. It comes with an instruction. For example, if God spoke to me right now and said and say to me, I have made you great. I can tell you that God will not just tell, tell me that he has made me great without giving me an instruction of how to walk in the greatness. Without telling me an instruction or giving me an instruction on how to walk in the greatness. He has made me great. That is God that he spoke the word. Doesn't mean that that's the end. But the word of God, if we understand what blessing is. Blessing is not this supernatural force that forces you to be blessed. Or that forces you to enjoy the good things of life. No, that's not what blessing is. Blessing is a power. It's a spiritual power. It is, it is a spiritual enablement. Hiya. 
the way some some of us have thought about blessing over the years is you know when the lord bless you uh, it means something is going to happen to you something is going to come to you no that's not what it is when god bless you it basically means that you have been spiritually enabled to attain some success to attain something is a spiritual empowerment let me let me show you something in that direction to make you to give you like a, a, an insight into what that is Deuteronomy chapter number 8 Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter number 8 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Book of Deuteronomy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 18. Deuteronomy, book of Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse 18. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Did you see that? It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Thou shalt remember, remember, in other words, he says you will you will have the consciousness of God. Verse eighteen. Let's read again. Deuteronomy chapter number eight, verse eighteen. He says, "But that, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth." Did you see that? He says, "For it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth." Now that's a blessing. That's what blessing is. That's a kind of blessing. I just wanted you to see that expression there. He said, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. God doesn't give you wealth. Uh, he would give you the power to get wealth. In other words, the enablement, the empowerment to get wealth. That's what he gives you. God is a spirit. And the Bible lets us know that they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, the... the, the, the uh, our our relationship with god our contracts with god is 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 spiritual it's got to be spiritual so if god wants to bless you he will not bless you by giving you a physical blessing 
that God has said I have blessed you and you begin to see some physical blessings in your life, it means he first blessed you spiritually. And that spiritual blessing is the one that is producing the physical blessings that you see. So the real blessing is not the physical thing that you see now. The real blessing is not the car, it's not the house. But there is an empowerment. There is a blessing, a spiritual empowerment. Because God is a spirit. So all he does is, is he ministers to you in the spirit. Everything he gives is spiritual. So he said he giveth the power to get wealth. So when you see a man that God has blessed... And he's very wealthy. It means God has given him the power to get wealth. God didn't give him wealth. He gave him the power, the enablement, the grace, the empowerment to get wealth. And that's how God blesses. I said that to say this. So in this time of the year, it is important to understand that when God blesses you, it is, it is possible. It is possible. For you not to function in that blessing. Why? Because of your distractions. Because you are distracted. Because there are things that you have to do. For example, the, the, you know, the, 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 there, is a, there was a statement that was said to Job. The Bible lets us know that Job broke the edge. And that was how the serpents beat him. The Bible says that he that breaketh the hedge, the serpent will bite. He that breaketh the hedge, the serpent will bite. There's an edge of protection around you. But if you break that edge, then you are allowing the devil to be able to reach you and attack you. He says, he that breaketh the edge, the serpent will bite. As simple as that is, that is to tell you, if you ponder on that statement, that you need to be in that circle. You need to be in that circle for you to enjoy God's safety. You have to make sure that, that the hedge of God around you is not broken. It is your responsibility. Even though it says, he that breaketh the edge, the serpent will, will, will bite. He already told you. So to walk in the, in the safety, remain in the edge. Make sure the edge doesn't break. And now did Job break the, uh, break the edge of God or broke the edge of God around him? By his negative words. Through his negative words. By fear. Job said, he said, what I fear so much has fallen upon me. So what, what happened to Job was as a result of the edge that was broken. And the devil was able to bite. So as much as God is God. And as much as he speaks and blesses. There are some routines. That it requires of you for the fulfillment of his blessings in his life. You are a spirit being. God is a spirit. For you to bring to the physical. The glory in your spirit. There are things that you have to do. To bring a blessing from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. And that's why we are talking about this today. Focus and distraction. Now, what is focus? What is focus to you? 
If I say I am I am focused, what 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 what, what am I talking about? You know, many of you might not know, but <laughs> Jesus was very focused. He was very focused. Very focused person. He kept the course. Alright, let me just read this to you. Focus is a center of activity. I want you to pay attention to that. It's a center of activity. So that means there is a doing at work. I like the word activity. The center of activity. See, there are things that you have to do. And not just to do. There are things you have to do. There are things you have to learn to do. And also continually do. It says a center of activity, attraction or attention. Did you see that? Focus is a center of activity, attraction and attention. It's a center of activity. Attraction. I love those three words. Activity, attraction and attention. If you consider those words, those three words, if we consider the things that you do, your activities, if we consider the things that you are attracted to, fascinated to, attractions, and the things you give attention to, we can tell how your life will be. We can tell how your life will be. We don't need a prophet. If we consider the things that you do, if we consider your attractions and the things you pay attention to, we can tell how your life would be. We can determine how your life will be and we will be accurate. Why? Because these are the things that controls your personality. These are the things that controls your life. What you'll become. Who you'll become. The things that you consistently do. The things that you consistently pay attention to and that you are attracted to. It's a point of concentration. That point of concentration where you concentrate on. A state or condition permitting clear perception or understanding. Book of John, John chapter number 9. John chapter number 9. Because, you know, you have to realize that we are spirit beings. And our body is our domicile. Our body is our certificate to remain in the air to be able to communicate with others. If we lose this body, we don't, we don't have access to this world anymore. And that's why we have terrestrial being and we have celestial, uh, celestial being. If we lose our body, we have become a celestial being. So we, we are not legal to be in the earth anymore. Because our body, our terrestrial body, 
gives us the access into this physical world. You've got to understand that. So the body has its own senses. And your spirit has its own understanding. It has its own personality. That's why you can see a man who is lame, cannot walk in the physical, in, with your physical eyes. You can see that this person cannot walk. He's on a wheelchair. But you see that same man in the realm of the spirit, he's walking. Why is that? Why is that? Because the spirit that God has created is excellent. I'm talking about a Christian now. You can see a Christian who is on a wheelchair. Physically, you see, that brother is on a wheelchair. He cannot walk. He is lame. And you see that same brother in the realm of the spirit is walking and jumping and, and doing all sorts of things like nothing ever happened to him. Why? Because his spirit is being invigorated by the Holy Ghost. He is healthy in his spirit. And the realm of the spirit is perfect, healthy, strong, blessed. But because there, is, there, are, there, are, there, are, there, are, there are some things he or she is not doing. There are some activities. There are some things he has to pay attention to. To be able to bring that spirit, the effect of that spirit, to show in the physical. That's what it takes. John chapter 9 verse, verse number 4. I just want us to read something about Jesus. John chapter 9 verse 4. Maybe we should read from verse 3. It says, uh, John chapter 9 verse 3. I want you to see. Neither are this man seen nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Verse, verse number 4. Now it says, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. Did you see that? Jesus was talking. He says, I must walk the walk. I must walk the works of him that sent me. That is the language of someone who is focused. I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. In other words, while I have the time. While I have the time, I must walk the works of him that sent me. What is it that God has sent you to do? Jesus was focused. He says, I must walk the works. Of him that sent me. And that's why you will see when you read and study about Jesus. Jesus Christ will separate himself to pray. Those are the activities. One day they asked Jesus. His disciples asked, asked Jesus. Because they, had, they brought um, uh, um, a sick fellow to the disciples of Jesus Christ. And they did the same thing Jesus do. But nothing happened. No miracle happened. No healing took place. And then Jesus showed up. While they were trying all that. And Jesus healed that, that fellow, made the fellow whole. And they went to the master. Master, why is it that we could not do what, what you did? Jesus said to them, he said, these things are done by prayer and fasting. 
Jesus, many people have misinterpreted that statement. Jesus did not mean that before you can do miracles, signs and wonders, you have to be praying and fasting. No, but there is something that praying and fasting does with your spirit. Hi-ya. Praying and fasting does something to your spirit and your body. Hey, there is a synchrony that prayer and fasting does with your spirit and your body. When you are fasting, you are disciplining your body to surrender to your spirit, to the spirit of God, to your, to your, to your, to your recreated human spirit. That's what you're doing. You're fasting, you're praying, you're studying God's word. These are activities, but this is an activity that brings a spiritual power to the physical realm. So if you, you, you want to heal that guy, you are ministering to that guy. You've not, you've not, you've not, you've not learned the, 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 the activity. You are not yet a pro in the activity of bringing something from the spiritual realm to the physical realm. When I lay hands on the sick and the sick recover, I'm not, it's not like I gave him a spiritual medicine. No. Healing is a spiritual thing. I attacked the sickness and diseases are spiritual so for you to be able to make contact and fix something in the spirit and bring it to the physical realm that the person you laid hands on laid hands on now becomes healthy jesus is not saying the power is in praying and fasting but there's something that praying and fasting does to your spirit it is a medium whereby you can bring you can you can you can train yourself to bring the spirit realm in reality in the physical realm and that takes practice so several times you would see jesus would talk to we'll talk about prayer men ought always to pray and not to faint jesus would separate himself the bible says that jesus will go up in the mountain and he will pray all night all night this is God Almighty Himself. But He's praying all night. Somebody said, if Jesus Christ can pray, if Jesus Christ can fast, then who am I not to pray and fast? Even Jesus, because He understood that now that as God, He has come in the physical realm, He has come to the earth and carried a physical body. There are activities that he has to do to be able to retain his divinity in his physical body. And that was why he fasted and prayed. That was why he would separate himself for hours. He would pray all night. He would pray all night. That's focus. So, you heard the voice of the spirit that tells you or that told you. He says, son, daughter, I have made you a success. Do you know that there are routines of success? There are success routines by the word of God. Do you know that? Someone is thinking. I'm not talking about the routine that they give you in the, in the world. If you want to be successful, there are just something. There are 101 things you have to do. No, I'm not talking about that. In our kingdom, it is different. It's just one thing. You want me to show you? There's a routine of success. That God told you that he has made you a success. Doesn't mean that you will actually function a success. 
but he has put the enablement and the empowerment. That's the blessing in your spirit. You have access to it now. So, but there, there is an activity you have to do to bring that, that spiritual blessing into the physical blessing. Into the physical. And that's routine. Is what I'm about to show you. Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. Are you there? Are you learning something? Let's start from verse six. Because there are some things I wanted to see. He says, be strong and of a good courage. This is God talking to Joshua. He's not even saying, I have made you strong and I have given you courage. He said, be strong. It's an instruction. Be strong. Be courageous. <laughs> Pay attention, please. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be thou strong. Again, God is saying it again. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Oh God, ah, give me courage. Give me strong strength. Give me courage. No, God says, be strong and be courageous. <laughs> Why? If God can tell you that be strong and be courageous, it means it's strong. To be strong and to be courageous is an attribute of your spirit that he knows that he has given you. He's telling you, activate it. Are you listening to me? This is how you become successful. We're not done yet. I'm telling you, I said there, is a, there are routines of success. I'm about to show you. That's where we are going, but this is just in the by. Only be thou strong, verse 7 again, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right. Oh, yeah. I love this. I love this. We'll come back to that, to that scripture. It says, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Did you hear something there? We say we're talking about focus and distraction. Do you know that distraction means to turn from the right and left? To turn right and left from your course. So God is telling Joshua, don't be distracted. He said, focus on what my servant Moses has written and has told you. Focus on that. He said, don't turn right or left. I'm going to read one of the uh, definitions of, of distraction to you. It is turning from the light. You turn right, you turn left. That's being distracted. But keep your focus. Verse 8 now. This is where we are going. This is the routine for success right here. This is one of the routines of success in our kingdom. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. In the previous verse, he had talked about prosperity. Did you see that? <laughs> How that if you are not distracted from the word of Moses, my servant. He said you will prosper. Are you following me? Now, he's saying, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. The word of God 
mustn't depart from your mouth. Kaya. This is the routine for success. My father is poor. My mother is poor. My grandfather is poor. My great grandfather is poor. My great 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 grandfather grand, 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 grand is poor. Look at me. I'm just trying to. There's no history. There's no nothing. There's nothing to show. This book of the law. <laughs> what you are saying is what is sinking you in that poverty. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate. It's giving you an activity. That's focus right there. Focus right there. It says, Thou shall. It says, First of all, this book shall not. That's a law. So the word of God being on your lips 24 7, 365, that's a law. You can't go against it. You should never. It says, Shall not. The word shall is a legal word. Shall not. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. He said, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. In other words, all the time. This is the routine for success. That's focus right there. Thou shalt meditate day and night. Meditate daring. That's the activity. You are meditating on God's word. You are chewing on God's word. You are feeding on God's word day and night. Your thoughts is, 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 is in the arena of God's word. Day and night. You don't think negative thoughts. I'm not telling you that negative thoughts will not cross your mind. But quickly you attack it with the word of God. Yeah. Is this, this, you meditate, you meditate. You know what it means to meditate? It means to roar, to agar, to speak forth, to ponder, to talk under your breath. You are thinking God's word. You are pondering God's word under your breath. Or you are speaking God's word under your breath. Now you get to the point where you begin to speak it loud. Meditation. Is it thou shalt meditate there in day and night? That thou mayest observe to do according to what that is written therein. The more you cry, you meditate on God's word. The grace, the enablement to do it comes upon you. As you meditate, you become a doer. As, as you meditate, you do. As you meditate, you do. The word becomes a part of you and you're beginning to live out the word of God. That is an activity. And that's what we say focus is the center of activity. You see, that thou mayest observe to do according to what that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thee. Did he say, hey, listen, let's slow down now. He said that thou mayest observe to do according to what that is written therein. For then thou. Or did your Bible say, for then God. No. He says, for then thou, you. You shall make thy way. You will make your way prosperous. <laughs> and then thou shalt have good success. Did you see that? It says you will make your way prosperous and you will, you, you will have good success. Why? Because you have done the activity and the routine of success. And that's focus. Even the people of the world, 
they will tell you that as a as a as a, as a successful person there are some things you cannot do the question is what 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 are the activities you should be known with some activity that even when we are a million miles away we can tell what you are doing at that moment when jesus walked the face of the earth you could tell what jesus would be doing at every point in time the bible says that jesus never missed church services the bible says that his manner was like he at it was was of that he said his, 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 his manner was to attend the synagogue you could tell where jesus would be is he that praying or preaching or is in the synagogue <laughs> Or he's in a place where he's being questioned by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You can tell his activities. And when he was healing the sick and casting out the devil, what did they say about him? They looked at the activities of, 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 of Jesus. And they said, no one can do this except God is with him. Surely you are the Christ. Why? Because of his activities. So by your activities, we can tell you where you are going. We can tell who you are. By your activities. Jesus Christ met. He met a lady. By the well. And the Bible says. Jesus was waiting for his disciples. Who, who had gone to, to, get, to get food. Jesus was hungry. So his disciples had gone to the market to get food. So they told Jesus to wait. To stay by the, by the well. So Jesus was waiting by the well. All alone by himself. And this woman came there. To draw water from the well. Where Jesus was. And Jesus asked him, he said, woman, give me some water. Because in the, in, the, in, the, in the manner of the day, as at that time, a Jewish person cannot talk to uh, uh, um, the Samaritan. They, they don't have a relationship. So the woman said, no, I cannot relate with you because you are, you are a Jew. Jesus said, if you know the person who is asking you for water, you will even ask him for water. And then Jesus began to tell the woman about her life. Told her about how many husbands she has been with. Told about all her life. And told her that even the man that is with, he is, she is with right now is not even her husband. And this woman was shocked. The Bible says that the lady ran into the cities and said, come and see the prophet. The prophet that, 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 that God said will come. He has come. Come and see this prophet. He told me everything about my life. But there's one thing about that scripture that struck me. And that I think you should pay attention to. We said Jesus was hungry. When the disciples of Jesus Christ came back with food. Jesus was not interested in the food anymore. You know why? And they asked him. Say master. Did somebody feed you? Did you eat? He said, he said, no. He said, because I do the will of my father. He said, I'm full. The joy of Jesus doing the activity that God has called being focused, filled him up. He didn't need the, he didn't need the food anymore. That's focus. When you are focused, that's the only thing that can make you deny yourself of food. Of things that you love. 
because of your focus because because you are keeping to an activity you know that if you don't do these things you will end up in another direction you find yourself in another place where you are today is as a result of your activities the things that you have been doing if you change what you do how you spend your time how you spend your day what you do in every day when especially when you are free and even when you are not free the things that you do will determine in the rest of your life. Are you following me? We'll come back to that Joshua chapter number one because there's something I want to show you back there. But let me show you some things about distraction. Because sometimes we think um, we think of distraction as um, something that takes, you know, like something that you don't like. Most times the things that distract you are the things that you like or that you even love. It won't be qualified for the word to, to it won't be qualified to be a distraction or a distraction to you if you don't like it distractions are not things that that are that dangles before you that you don't like no if you don't like it it cannot distract you so most times the things that are your distractions are the things that you love To be distracted, it means to draw or direct something, such as someone's attention. You draw someone away, Kaya. So when you are distracted, it is Kaya. It means you are being drawn, uh, drawn away from the path that you're supposed to be going to. It's a drawing away. You had planned that you're going to fast and pray. And something happened. Somebody said, oh, I bought a ticket. Let's go see a movie together. And it's this person, you can't deny the person. Why? Because this person, you love this person so much. Distraction. What would you do? Oh, I can, I can just postpone the fasting and prayer till tomorrow. Do you know that the moment you say, you decide in your heart, you are fasting and praying tomorrow, God was ready for you, waiting for you to come in. And you told God, God, meeting canceled. He was ready with the blessings. You said to yourself, I'm going to study tomorrow. I want to study my Bible, in fact, all day. God heard you when you said that. Sometimes you didn't even say it. You didn't even vocalize it. But in your heart, God sees your heart. He, has, he, he, he heard you that you made that decision in your heart. And he was waiting for you. To give you revelations and understanding. And to bless you. To put a blessing on you as a result of what you're doing. 
But then some friends called you and say, Lord, meeting cancelled. Distractions. Distractions are actually beautiful things. Lovely things. They are not evil things. If it's evil, you won't be distracted. If it's bad, you won't be distracted. But they are good things. <laughs> good things that will lead you in the wrong direction. That will lead you to the wrong things. That's why there's a question I ask myself. Whenever I'm in, 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 in betwixt such two, like Paul said, I'm in betwixt two. I ask myself, which one is of an eternal value? V- value? Which of these things, these two things, which one is more of an eternal value? If I go and watch a movie now, what will it do to me? What will I gain? What am I feeding? But if I choose to fast and pray as I have taught in my heart or decided in my heart, what will I gain? Oh, the blessing is enormous. And this is how I make my choice. Another definition of distraction means to turn aside, to divert. Did you hear that? To turn aside. To turn aside. And that's why, let's go back to that Joshua chapter number 1. And that's why I read that verse number 7 to you. Let's go. Joshua chapter number 1 verse 7. It says, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right. Hiya. He says, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Distraction. Don't be distracted. He says, Don't turn to the right. And we, we just read right now. That distraction is to be turned aside. You turn aside. You turn away. Diversion. You are diverted. Distraction simply means to be diverted. Why? Because when you are focused, you are going on a direction. And that direction will lead you to a destination. But when you are diverted, you have changed your lo- you have not only have you changed your location, you have even changed your allocation. And you have changed your destination. That's how people's destiny are altered. Do you know that your destiny is your destination? That's what it is. Where you're going. God created you. This is your destiny. But then it begins to bring people around you. It brings it brings it brings the, 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 the supplies to take you to that destination. That's why you've got to be very, very careful. The people that you meet. There are some that will come to distract you. (laughs) And there are some that God has orchestrated them to meet you so that you can take, you can get to your destination. So you got to be spiritually alert to know which one is which. 
you know, you should, you should, you should even put it in your prayer. When you wake up every day, Lord, as I go out today, I will not meet the wrong people. I will meet the right people. Anything can be used as a distraction. Anything. And that's why you've got, you've got to work on the things that you like. Someone says, ah, I cannot do without Coke. Eh? If, if I don't drink Coke in a day, I will never be myself. Such a person will be in a situation whereby he will have Coke. The devil will definitely bring that Coke to distract that person. Why? Because this is what you like. And that's why, see, there's a reason why God says, He says, do not worship an idol. There's a reason why God says, don't, 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 don't love things. Because if you love anything so much, then that thing will be your falling, falling trick. God doesn't just want you to love him because he's selfish. He wants you to just love him. He wants to be the only one. No, that's not the reason. If God is the only one that you love and pay attention to and give your life to, it means you cannot be distracted. You know, like I tell my wife, I'll say to her, I can only love you because I love the Lord. Let everything you do come from your love from the, from, from, for the Father. You can't love Coke before you, um, because you love God. You understand what I'm saying? You, you love Coke so much. You know that's idol worshipping. You think idol worshiping is is only when you put a a a, 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 a man made statue in, in front of you and you are bowing that you know that's not idol worshiping. <laughs> uh, the things that you say you cannot do without oh I cannot do without sex eh two weeks me without sex two weeks ah no eh yeah idol worshiping. Distractions. Distractions. Hmm. You cannot be tempted with the things that you don't like. Or that you don't need. Look at Jesus. Jesus was, was, was in the wilderness 40 days, 40 nights. Fasting and praying. Fellowshipping with God. What happened? The devil came and tempted Jesus. <laughs> uh, what did he tempt Jesus with? With food. Imagine someone who, who, is, who has been fasting without food 40 days, 40 nights. What is the best temptation for that person? What do you think will be? The devil brought food. Fresh bread. can smell it. Confectionaries. <laughs> That's what he brought to Jesus. Tempted him with food. 
So as a child of God, we've got to be very careful what we pay attention to so that we will not find ourselves diverted, torn aside. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. He said, thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That's all you talk about. If you, you have a thought or you have an imagination and it's not connected to God's word, delete it. Because the Bible says that, that is, the word of God is all you should talk about. That's what you should think. Philippians chapter number 4 verse 8. Let me show you. It doesn't just happen. There is an activity. Focus. What you are fascinated to. Are you fascinated to God? Are you fascinated to his word? Are you fascinated to praying in the Holy Ghost? Are you fascinated by that? Hey, what fascinates you? Is it clothes? Is it jewelry? Is it shoes? Is it bags? Is it suits? What fascinates you? Or is it fine boys or fine or, or beautiful girls? What fascinates you? Hey, may you see God the way it is that it becomes your fascination. This is your focus. Your activity, your fascinations, and what you pay attention to. That's your focus. This, this thing determine your life. Philippians chapter 4. Verse number 8. Tells us exactly what we should pay attention to. You, you, you start thinking of some thoughts and, and, and you are there. You just woke up. You are still on your bed. This evil thought started coming and you gave it chance and you continue. You kept thinking it. You are going deeper in the thoughts. The thought gets deeper yet more. It gets it getting worse. Now you are there. Now you can't stand up. Now you don't even want to stand up because now you are depressed. All of a sudden, nobody has done anything to you. You just slept and woke up. No one has said a word to you. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 are you there? it says finally brethren in other words finito brethren if you understand that whatsoever things are true <laughs> is it anything that is true you know what that means there's anything that is of God's word because the word of God is true is it let God be true and every man a liar he said, whatsoever is true. Whatever, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Honest. Someone is saying, is thinking right now. Eh, I began to think. The doctor said I had cancer. And I was thinking about the fact that the doctor said I had cancer. Is that not honest? Hey! 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 You know what honesty is? Honesty. Ah, yeah. Honesty is not saying what's really happened or what is really happening. That's not honesty. So you are honest to the words of the doctor. Why are you not honest to the word of God? The doctor said you have cancer, but God says you are made whole. You understand what I'm saying? So if, you are, if, if the doctor has told you you had cancer and then the word of God says that, he says, hey, uh, he says, he that dwells in Zion shall not say that I am sick. 
Are you honest to that God's word or you are honest to the words of the doctor? So honesty is not about what really happened. Say what really happened. No, honesty is who are you? Hey, yeah. who are Whose information do you believe? Which one are you bringing to bear in your life? That's honesty. If the doctor has told you that you have a cancer and then God's word says you are made whole. If you say that you are made whole, you have not lied. You have been honest. But you are honest to God's word, the higher power. So honesty, is, it depends on... Uh, let's continue. Do, do, do you understand that illustration? I would to God that you are able to get it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, the word just there means to be justified. Justified thing. What you are doing, is it justified? Not justified based on the law of your land. But justified based on God's word. Because he's the only one that can justify. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. In other words, the justified ones shall live by faith. So a Christian is a just. So when he says the things that are just, it means the things that are in line with your Christian life. According to the word and will of God. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. <laughs> hey, Whatsoever things are pure. I wish I could explain to you what it means to be pure. It means something. That has not been meddled with. For example. There are oranges that grow by themselves. There are oranges that science adds some things to. So that it can grow and be sweet. It has become impure. Whatever things are pure. Clean. Only God can make pure. So is he talking about this? just one thing? One person? One life? Even with these many words? He said whatsoever things are true. Honest. Just. Pure. Next, he says whatsoever things are lovely. Hey! The Bible says that God is love. God is love. Not the love according to the human knowledge. But the love according to God knowledge. Agape. Whatsoever things is lovely. It's not like, you know, you see something, oh, that is lovely. No, that's not what he's talking about. Conne everything he's talking about is everything connected to God. Approved by God. See, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Good report means testimonies. Good reports. The Bible says God is good. <laughs> good reports. According as he speaks the praises of God. As long as that thing speaks the praises of God. Speaks the glory of God. That's a good report. He said, whatsoever things are of good reports. In other words, for example, you heard the testimony of a man who got healed of cancer. And you are thinking about it. 
How that God did that for that man. That's a good report. He says, if there be any virtue, hallelujah. If there be any praise, he says, think on these things. He said, these are the things that you should allow in your thoughts. Now, let's go over it again. Knowing that that's what he said. He mentioned all those things because he wants to tell us what to do with them. Now, now that he, we know now what he said we should do with them. He said, these are, this, these are the only things we should allow in our thoughts, in our mind. He said, anything that is true. Anything that is honest, anything that anything that is just, anything that is pure, anything that is lovely, anything that is of a good report, that has virtue and that has praise, he said, think on these things. He said, that is your thoughts. That's how you should think. That should be your mentality. Let your focus be on his word, on his will, and the activities that bring to bear. The God work in your life. So it's possible you might have wrong thoughts. But what are you doing to that wrong thought? Are you allowing it? And some are even accepting, you know, you know, my mind is so wild. My 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 mind is wild. And you're born again. Your mind is wild. Look at what he told you. Your, you told, that, what he's saying to you that your mind should be wild about. <laughs> Keep your focus. What is your target? What is your goal? What has the Lord laid in your heart to achieve for 2023? What has the Lord laid in your heart? I don't care about what happened in 2022. Look forward. Paul said, he said, he said, I have learned to, to put behind me the past and sit for, for what's in front. That's what Paul does. He said it in the word. He said, I've learned to put the past behind me and forge forward. Pay attention to what's before me. So I don't care what happened in January 2022, February, March. I don't care what happened. It doesn't matter now. But now 2023 is, 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 is right in front of you. What are your goals? What are your focus? What are the things that you are beginning to do by the spirit of God and by the word of God to bring you to that destination? What is God's plan for you for 2023? What are the things that you should begin to pay attention? You know in your heart, your heart of heart, that you should begin to pay attention to. What are those things? What are those activities? Those fascinating things? That you should be paying attention to that you know that these things they, by the Alaba. And that's why it is important for you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because God will not only give you a goal, but He'll begin to tell you these are the things you should begin to do. Now, sometimes God will not tell you because I'm taking you to so so place. So now begin to do this. Sometimes you could be you could be laying down and then you just heard God's God's Spirit tell you, drop it in your heart. Stand up and go and pray. Or begin to study your Bible every 2 p.m. every day. Eh? He will not tell you, I'm telling you to do this today. But when you begin to do it, you will begin, you will now come to the point where you will see the effect and you will know why he's telling you to do it. But no, he will not tell you because I'm telling you to do this so that you can get here. No, it doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. He will just come randomly and give you instructions. Yours is just to do it. You will see the effect. It will take you to where you want to be according to his plan. 
So he's telling you to do something, just do it. Focus, keep your focus. Somebody say, focus, focus. Don't be distracted. Don't turn aside. Don't be diverted. Don't lose concentration. Someone is thinking, you know, it's, it's always hard for me to concentrate. It's, it's always hard for me. No, don't talk like that. Have you ever laid your hands on yourself and say, you concentrate in Jesus' name? Don't, talk, don't, 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 just, don't just, as, uh, uh, just agree with the negative over your life. Don't. The moment you think it and you voice it, you have agreed to it. Thoughts can come to your mind. Yeah. But it's what you do with those thoughts that matters. Do you allow the thoughts? What do you think the Bible says? That the word of God is a sword. It's the sword of the spirit. What do you think that sword is for? The word of God in your mouth. What do you think it is for? That is the sword of the spirit. And do you know that, that the Greek... That which, from which the word, um, the mouth was translated from. It means the edge of a sword. So your mouth is not meant for you to eat and drink and to talk and gossip. No, your mouth is, is, is your sword to cut down every thought, every imagination, every limitation. It's the edge of a sword. That's the Greek word. The Greek word with, from which the, the mouth was translated from is the edge of a sword. The edge of, your mouth is the edge of a sword. The sharp part. And the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So everything is just a sword. It's the head of a sword. It's a sword. So your mouth is, is giving you to cut down. To cut down. That thought came to your mind. You release God's word to cut it down. Immediately. Don't allow it. Don't begin now to accept it and brood on it. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Don't be distracted. Keep your focus. Say to yourself, I am focused. I keep my focus. I stay on course. I'm not diverted. I'm not distracted. I refuse to turn aside. I refuse to turn away. I'm focused. I leave behind me the past. Now I forge forward. I move forward. I pay attention. I do the activities of the spirit. I'm consistent in my activity and routine of success. Praise God. So this is what the Lord is asking me to bring to you today by his spirit. Pay attention to your focus. Pay attention to everything that you do. Maybe you didn't think about, about that activity before you started doing it. But as you're doing it, ask yourself, why am I doing this? What's the benefit of this thing that I'm doing? I ask myself that question most times. What's the benefit? How will it favor me? And you're answering those questions for yourself. By yourself, you begin to decide and know that ah, I shouldn't be doing this now. Sometimes you could be so tired that all you just want to do all day is sleep. But then 
Do you know that you can sleep so much and then you are be- you, you become even extra tired? Do you know that? So what's the point? Sleep a good amount of hours. Get up. Be active. You said, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. Do it. Hold yourself accountable for your words. I'm going to be here at at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Be consistent. No matter what, whether rain or shine, whether it's snowing or not, whether the roads are bad, you said you'll be there by 7 a.m. 7.01 will not meet you on the road. At least I showed up. No, don't be like that. I said it's 7. 7 it is. That's, those are one of the routines of success. Keeping your word to yourself first. Because you owe yourself to keep your words to yourself first. Before anybody else. If you cannot keep your word to yourself. Those decisions you have made in your heart and in your mind. If you cannot keep it to yourself first. Then you cannot keep it to anybody. It means your words are, 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 are a bunch of invalid jargons. Why? Because you can say it to in the next five minutes, you can change it. Don't be like that. There are activities, routines, and characters of success. Be organized, be trained, be disciplined. One of the first things that God will do for you as a child of God is to discipline you. I told you weeks ago. I said, why do you think that God calls us his soldiers? The Bible calls us the soldiers for Christ. We are soldiers. Why do you think he used the word soldiers? And not civilians. (laughs) He didn't say we are civilians. A civilian can do whatever they like. They have the control of their lives. They can do whatever they like. As a civilian, you can do anything. Whether wrong or right. But as a soldier, you are controlled by the military power. You are controlled by your commander. Irrespective of what is going on in your life. And I remember I used an example to, for you. I said, if, if as a soldier, your wife just put to bed today, a baby, and your commander calls you to report at camp in two hours, you dare not miss it. You cannot say no. You cannot say, you know, commander, I just had a baby. Mm-mm. That's not a question. At that moment, that is irrelevant. That's how you should think of God. Because he calls you soldiers. You are his soldiers. If you say, son, report at camp. No excuses. You report in the camp. It calls us his soldiers so that we can begin to get the idea that you cannot but be disciplined. It is required of this work. Indisciplined man, a, a mind that is not disciplined. An indisciplined mind is a depressed mind. I'll say that again. An indisciplined mind is a depressed mind. Because you are not disciplined, you will accept anything. And that's where depression comes. What is depression? Depression is basically 
spiritual and evil thoughts eating you from right left right center uh, you know it's 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 i can give you an imagination of it imagine a bubble a bubble that is hanging and then all around the bubble you have several tons punching the bubble punching it putting holes in it that's how depression is So don't 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 just accept anything. You are a child of God. There is a routine. You know, there's this song we used to sing when I was a little boy. It says, Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow that's all if you want to grow that's what you should do and let me tell you you cannot grow in god and remain a pauper no study your bible study even the old testament those that worked with god i can make a list for you study about abraham this man was extremely rich study about david study about solomon this man, David, David was not from a rich family. He wasn't. The Bible says David gathered three these kind of men. The men that were depressed in depth. They were deep. They, 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 uh, yeah. they were depressed. They were in depth. Distorted men. The Bible says that David made them great. This this poor man that David gathered to be his followers, they were the ones who gave him millions. They were the ones who gave gold for the building of the house of God, of the temple of God. How did it happen? Study about those who worked with God. You cannot work with God and be a pauper. And that's why I always, I always cringe when I hear people talk, talk about all these prosperity pe- preachers. What do you think God is all about? Is that you may prosper. That's all he's all about. You can't serve God wholeheartedly and, and not prosper. Do you know what wisdom is? God is wisdom. Wisdom. What wisdom is out there to do by God's will? The wisdom of God is to make you rich. Wisdom was talking in the book of Proverbs. I think I told you last week or two weeks ago. It says, with me, it is durable riches and righteousness. And you say you have the wisdom of God in you and you are poor. No, it doesn't gel. Because you might think this guy is always talking about paying attention to God. This guy is always talking about concentrating on God. Uh, uh, is, is God all that there is in the world that we live today? In the world that we live today, do you see what is going on? I was telling my wife the other day. He said there are, I, I, I said to her, I said, there are demons on the streets like never before. You think they are human beings? And you are saying this God that this guy is paying attention to is that we should pay attention to. That's the only way. Jesus said, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, No man comes to the Father but by me. The only way. 
How would you live in a world where wickedness is in the air? Where lies have become the language of the day. How would you live? In a world, you can't meet, you can't meet five people and not find four of them that are sick. With some kind of ailment or, or, or the other. And you think this is natural? How would you live in a world where your doctors would lie to you? How would you live in that world? How? Tell me. How can you survive? God saw all these things coming. And he gave us the answer. If you will only trust God, no wonder the Bible says, it says when the world is saying that there is a casting down, you shall say that there is a lifting up. Because that will be your experience. He says in the world, he said you will have tribulations. Jesus was talking. He said, but in me you will have peace. <laughs> Focus. 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 Lift up your hands right now. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Maybe you don't even understand where to start. To start keeping your focus. Start from the very simple thing. Don't make it hard for yourself. Even if it is one scripture every day. Start from there. And spend time in, uh, in that scripture. And let that scripture be in your mind all day. 24 hours that day. Talk about the scripture that you read about. Let that be the word on your mouth for the day. Start from there. You don't need to read a whole, a whole book of the Bible. No, just start from one verse. One verse. One verse every day. Make it simple for yourself. But be diligent with it. Be consistent with it. Let that be the center of your activity. Let that be what you pay attention to. Let that fascinate you. Give time to it and focus on it. When people try to have a conversation with you, bring up what you read. That verse of scripture that you read. Let them see that you are crazy. Let them see that you are stupid. You are building yourself for success. It's not about them. Tomorrow, those same people who think that you are crazy or stupid for always talking about God's word or what you read in the Bible that day, those same people will ask you, how did you do it? When they begin to see the glory of God's word radiate in you and through you, they will ask you, how did you do it? You know, physical success is what that gets people's attention. But they don't know that there's a spiritual work. And that spiritual work is what they don't know. And that's what you will tell them. And that's what you're doing. So make it easy for yourself. Go ahead and talk to the Lord right now. And the Spirit of God will guide you. 
The Bible says that the spirit of truth, he said it will guide you into all truth. The spirit of God will guide you. What steps to take in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What things to be focused on. The spirit of God will guide you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are guided by the Holy Ghost. He will lead you on. He will tell you the things to pay attention to. And he will open your eyes to the things that you should not pay attention to. And you will hear his voice. You will yield to his voice. You will obey and do his voice. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the light of God will shine in your heart like never before. The light of God will shine in your heart like never before. This is the time that you begin to prepare your mind and your spirit and yourself for 2023. It has begun. It has begun. It has begun. Don't just enter nonchalantly. Unprepared. No. This is it. I'm preparing your mind for the successes that you can take in into 2023. I'm preparing you by the Spirit of God. And you will have so much success in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The will of God over your life will be fulfilled. You'll have so much success. Thank you, Father. Talk to the Lord right now. Give Him praise. Adore Him. Thank Him for His love to bring His words to us. To reshape our attention. To reshape our focus. To redirect us. Thank Him. Thank Him for His mercy. Father, we thank you. You alone are God. Oh, Father. Lord, we repent from our ways today. And we made a quality decision with you, O oh God. And that by your spirit also, we know you, will, you have enabled us. We will focus on you. We will focus on your word. We will focus on the things that have eternal value. The things that are true. The things that are honest, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely, the things that are beautiful, the things that are of good report, the things that are of praise. Those are the things who focus our hearts, our spirit on in the name of Jesus Christ. Your spirit guides us. In the direction of your wisdom, O oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your ministry in our lives. The Father has given you to us to make us a success. And success we are. And our eyes and our hearts are opened to the routines of this success by your Spirit, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come 2023, we will think back to today's message and we say, yes, it worked. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much for being a part of this service. And I hope you've learned something. Whatever you have learned, don't just put it aside. Don't just put it aside. During the week, go through this message again. Come to our YouTube page, you know. Go watch it again. Study, study those words again. Read those scriptures again. Sing the thoughts that came to your heart in this service one more time. Pay attention to it. Do it all over again. 
you know don't 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 just say you know i i showed up for service um, um but you know maybe you missed some things watch the video again i want you to watch this service again get every because the the, the this is this is this is what the lord is leading me to do to prepare you for the coming year so if you if you don't pay attention to this you've missed it i know you know sometimes the things comes very simple you know they say that uh, the most important things in life are, are the simple things. Too simple that people ignore them. So this is one of those things. Pay attention to this message. This message. This one for today. Pay attention to it. You need it for 2023. I'm telling you. I, by the Spirit of God, the Lord has begun to prepare you for 2023 with this message. He has begun. Because I know what the Lord is telling me about 2023 already. It's, it's not... It's not... It's not... Uh, it's not... Uh, <laughs> It's not a game like others. This is different. So if you missed anything, if you think you don't understand, in fact, even if you have question about today's message, ask. Okay? Because you need to get it right. This is the foundation of what is of what God is about to do in your life, especially in the new and upcoming year. Focus. Your focus. The Lord needs it. It needs it. Your focus. Your attention. Praise God. So don't joke with this message. Listen to it again and again. Watch it again and again. And next Sunday, go, we'll go to the next thing. I myself do not know what the, what, it, what the message will be for next Sunday. But the Lord is who is guiding us. You know, we are a people of God. We are led by His Spirit. The Bible says that, it says, it says, it says they that are led by the Spirit of God, He said they are the sons of God. And you know what it means to be a son? He didn't say they are the child of God, the children of God. He said they are sons. In other words, matured children. The ones that have come to, 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 to stature. The ones who are matured. The ones who have authority in the house. Are the ones who are led by the Spirit of God. The Lord is leading us. He's leading us. And I want you to be a part of that. Don't miss anything. No, I don't stop stop sinking yourself in the failures of 2022. It's too late now. Let's put it behind you. <laughs> you know, you know what? In fact, wherever you are, stand up and say, I dust it away. Say, I shake it off. It's a new start, it's a new beginning. Hey, you know, that's one thing about God. God is so is so loving, He's so great that you can choose your start every day. <laughs> you can start anytime. It doesn't matter how many years you've wasted. It doesn't matter. Many of you might be thinking, ah, I wish I knew these things when I was 16 years old. Oh, no. 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 You know, the Bible says to us, it says we should not wish for the things of the past. Don't, don't, don't. This is your life now. And God loves you. In fact, you are the best of you now to God. How you are, where you are right now. He loves you. He's in love with you, with where you are right now. So don't, don't start thinking, ah, I wish, I wish. No, don't wish. Rather, say, Lord, I have found your word. And I will do something. Even if I have two days to live in the earth. With that two days, I will make a mark. I will believe your word. I will trust in your word. My belief and my trust in God will shake your heart, oh God. Hiya. How long did Jesus use to fulfill his ministry in, in the earth? Less than four years. Less than four years of ministry, and we are still we are still enjoying that ministry till today. But that, it was just less than four years. It's not about the time. 
It's not about the one, the time that you have wasted. Forget about it. Oh, when I was, ah, I made so many, so many wrong decisions. Ah, I just, mm, put that aside. Put that aside. That's one of the deception of the devil. It reminds you of the past because that's all he got on you. But God is telling you. He said your past is not even connected to you anymore. That's why he said in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You don't have a past. You are new now. When they tell you, ah, I used to know you twenty years ago. You're that girl that did this. You're that boy that did this. Look at them. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a new creation now. That one doesn't exist anymore. But you are so 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 and so. This is your name. <laughs> the name that you were calling before. This name now is lost in Christ. Now you can call me Saint so 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 and so. I'm new now. <laughs> I'm not who I used to be. <laughs> oh boy, let me tell you. I'm not just telling you something to make you happy. This is how God thinks of you. It's his word. He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is new. He never existed before. That's what God said. Never existed before. So it doesn't matter what you did five years ago. It doesn't matter what you did ten years ago. It doesn't matter what you did twenty years ago. You are new now. Say I'm new. I'm fresh. Branded by God. Hey, with the trademark of heaven. Hey, now I carry the mark of Christ. I'm not who I used to be. I'm brand new. No past. Never existed before. I'm a child of God. Are you hearing me? That's who you are. Praise God. Let's say the grace and fellowship. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and always. For surely God's goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. And we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you can go ahead and give your offering. But there's something that the Lord just told me right now. As we were saying the grace. Find at least one person. If you can do three, fine. Find at least one person this very week to give something to. Make somebody happy this week. Find at least one person. One person to give something to this week. I don't know why the Lord is telling me to do this. I don't know why. But this is what the Lord is telling us to do. This week. Not next week. This week. Someone is thinking, but I don't even have a word to give. Mm -mm. You have a lot of things to give. A lot. A lot. And the Bible says that God is the one who ministers the seed to the sower to, to, to sow. Find someone. Find someone to give something to this week. Wholeheartedly. No strings attached. Are you hearing me? And you see what the Lord, you know, just I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Lord is, did not tell me, tell them to do this so that they can have this. No. He just said, this is what you are doing this week. Just now, he just told me. Find someone. No strings attached. The person might know you or didn't know you, but find someone. Do someone good this week. At least one person. At least one person. And let me tell you, after you have done it, give God praise. Give God praise. And when you have your testimony, please, I want to hear your testimonies. I want to hear your testimonies. Because your testimony might bring hope and joy to the hearts of someone to even believe in God the more. Praise God. Alright, have a wonderful week. God bless you. And until next week, keep living in an atmosphere of God's spirit and of his word. I love you all. God bless you and bye for now. <laughs>